Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of RX Unedited. My name is Dewey, your inpatient pharmacist. My name is Jobin. I'm the ED pharmacist. And today, we not only have one special guest, but we have two special guests with us today. It's Stephanie and An. They are here to help us learn more about their journey from being from going from a student to a pharmacist resident. Stephanie and An, welcome to our show. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Very excited to have you guys here. Before we start, can you guys tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Stephanie, why don't you start? Okay. My name is Stephanie. I'm currently a PGY1 resident. I am originally from the Philadelphia area, suburb, suburbs, but I went to pharmacy school out in Pittsburgh at Duquesne University. Did a six-year program there and came closer to home to do my residency. Do you have any fun fact that you'd like to share with us? Um, I taught myself how to juggle when I was like nine, and I can only juggle three things at a time, but that's my fun fact. <laughs> can you still juggle? Yes. Oh, I'm wow. not very good, but I can do it. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. I'm going to call her out on this. She used the same fun fact all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a go-to fun fact. <laughs> um, An, can hi. you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, hi, everyone. My name is An. Um, I'm originally from Vietnam. I came to the United States about 10 years ago. And um, so I did my prerequisite for pharmacy in um, a community college. And then I went to Jefferson College of Pharmacy for... Um, my PharmD degree and now I'm a PGY1 resident and for my fun fact I like to bake and also I don't like coffee hold up you don't like whoa, coffee whoa, but you whoa, made tiramisu whoa. cake I didn't know that that doesn't make sense yeah so did you eat your own cake I did but I just don't like to drink coffee I can add mm. it into like mm. cake or other stuff so j just for reference uh, An baked a tiramisu cake a couple of days ago, and she shared some with us, and it was a delight. It was Aww. really good. I really enjoyed it. You couldn't Thank even you. tell it was homemade. Thank you. It's a great compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Jobin, Master Baker, do you uh, do, uh, do you bake often? I do bake. I'm a. Uh, I just made carnitas the other night. Well, that doesn't count as that, baking. That's not. <laughs> well, I mean, baking wise, I haven't done any baking experiments of late oh i made donuts like a month or two ago that counts yeah i just don't bring them in anymore <laughs> <laughs> is it because you're afraid that we say that they're bad or just no i'm a perfectionist it's uh, not a it's not a final form yet Jovin, you need to teach me how to make donuts yeah yeah we'll learn everything on the ed rotation <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll teach you how to dose drugs ed style and bake all at the same time I'm actually very nervous about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's she's going to come out of ER not knowing how to dose anything. Oh, no. Everything's a one-time dose. And then it's someone else's problem. Yeah, then it's my problem. It's kinda, that's kind of nice. <laughs> no follow-up. Nice. <laughs> it's not that nice. <laughs> you'll, hear from, you'll hear from follow-up from me. <laughs> Shall we get started? Yeah. Today's topic, we're, like I said before, we want to you know, do an episode on the pharmacy residency search just because recruitment season is starting. Uh, Mid-year is happening very soon in about two months. And the best way to really just get a feel of what residency is or the search for residency is um, is to ask the people who just did it. 
So, uh, guys, my first question for you is, why, why did you want to do a residency? So what made you decide that you want to do a residency instead of maybe like a fellowship or maybe just going straight into the workforce? I wanted to do residency because, well, background, I have zero re retail experience. I've never stepped foot in a CVS as an intern or anything like that, and I would not, I'm just not cut out for that. So I felt like the hospital was kind of more of, you know, where I would fit in better. And I also felt like during school we learned so much clinical knowledge, and, like, I really wanted to put that to use, and I feel like in hospital it's the best way to kind of, I guess... I don't know, put your clinical knowledge to use. And, you know, times are tough now in the in the workforce for pharmacists and doing residency just kind of sets you up for success. And now that I'm in residency, I'm seeing how much I didn't learn as an Appy student. <laughs> um, I mean, given the circumstances of what was going on in 2020 when I was an Appy student, but I think... Like, there's only so much you can learn in a short amount of time, and residency is, like, very accelerated, and, you know, you just learn more by doing, and a lot of that, you don't get that experience. As an happy student, like, sometimes they let you do things, but at least from my experience, I was kind of, like, watching, more observing, but then when you're doing residency, you're actually doing it and actually retaining it, so. You have to retain it. You have to. This is your career now, and you care a lot more when you're getting paid. <laughs> See, this is better. You're getting paid. Yes. Rather than paying. Exactly. <laughs> it's still a big pay jump from a student's pay grade to a resident's pay grade. Like, it's still a significant jump. It's a massive jump. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've made this much money my whole life, so I can't complain about that. <laughs> uh, so I agree with Stephanie. And also I wanted to do residencies when I first started in Jefferson. Because I think our school is kind of big on clinical field. And it's kind of set me up for that, too. So I re really enjoy all of my rotation during pharmacy school, and I know that I want to be a clinical pharmacist, so that's why I apply for residency. At any time during your search, did you have a thought of being, did a thought come up and was like, maybe I don't want a residency? Did that ever happen? Steph, you're nodding your head. I, I was, like, very on the fence. I was like, I don't want to do this. I, I really should, like, I don't know. But I talked to some preceptors, and they, like, to do residency, like, you really have to be committed, but also realistic. And um, I don't know. I, I didn't really decide very until, like, definitively until maybe November that I was like, I'm actually going to apply. <laughs> so, so, like, now. It's never too late, but... I mean, I guess. But no, there, there, there is a time when it's too late for residency. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta start planning <laughs> ahead. January. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah. the end of the year. But. <laughs> so then, what, what pushed you, to the to the other side, to the residency side, instead of just not doing a residency? Um. You do you want my you honest answer? <laughs> oh, of course. I just think to to find a job in the hospital setting, like you, it's kind of becoming more of a requirement, and that's like. Not saying that I felt like I had to do it, but unless you want to, like, go work night shift and get a hospital job that way, which is a way to get your foot in the door. But I don't know. I do think you learn some valuable things in, res in residency just based on my short experience now, like time management, like learning, like even just how to verify an order. They don't teach you that. So, <laughs> um, you know, the basic principles of being a pharmacist. So, um, but I just feel like it's kind of, the best step to set yourself up for, you know, 40 years of working. 
I agree with that. I agree with that. Especially the part where you said be realistic with yourself. Like, what do you really want out, you know, out after school, right? Do you just, even, even now, just for a hospital job, you definitely should get a residency um, unless you want, unless you, you have good connections or if you're willing to pick up the crappy shifts like night shift or, uh, you know, may, maybe even per diems. But then you don't get the guarantee hours. You don't get the benefit. So there's doing a residency, I think, just open up doors for you later on that you don't even realize that are there. Yeah. No, I mean, just echoing. I mean, I literally give every student I have on my rotation the same spiel of like, if you want to do hospital, regardless of what the role is, if you want to be a staff pharmacist, a clinical pharmacist, you should do a residency like the current job market that we're in, like for pharmacists, especially around a major metropolitan area or like any saturated area with hospitals, like you need a residency. That's like just the bare minimum to get you even through the application process. That's not even to get you. That's just to get you an interview. That, that's just to get your applications noticed. Yeah. Well, it's to get your applications past like the screening phase, honestly, if anything. Yeah, so it doesn't even guarantee you an interview per se. It just gets you past the initial screening phase. In your search, how did you narrow down your options? Uh, so for me, I know that I want to stay locally. So I kind of search for all the programs that in the tri-state areas like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. Yeah, that's how I did my search. So you just limit limited your search to those states yeah. and just kind of see you know what programs are appealing to you yeah it's kind of like that but i think i don't recommend that if you really want to do a residency like open to all of the opportunity out there but what if you have a significant other or <laughs> you know something to just tie you down just bring him with you <laughs> <laughs> what if he doesn't want to go oh you have to think about your relationship sometimes <laughs> they come with you anyway <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just True kidding. <laughs> we only <Yeah>. kid. <laughs> <laughs> but even even if you do that, mm -hmm. you know, in Pennsylvania alone, there are probably over 10 programs already established programs. So how do you even narrow it down further? So for that, um, this also depends on... So I usually go to, like, open house if they have, or any, like, showcase... So like it's very good to go to showcase so you know if they are a good fit for you, just get the, the vibe when you talk to the program. That's how I did it. Okay. Steph, do you have anything to add? Um, some of the things that I was looking at when I was, you know, trying to narrow down my list, eventually they all started sounding the same. Because, you know, most of the programs have these certain core rotations you have to go through and they're all similarly designed, but there are some nuances like... Um, is it a teaching hospital? I didn't apply to any hospitals that were non-teaching because that was just some of the advice I got as a student. Like being in a teaching hospital is really um, just a different atmosphere in terms of engaging students or residents to learn. And it's just like a different vibe when you more, uh, they're just used to having students, I guess is the point. Um, so I looked at teaching hospitals. I looked at like the size of a hospital. Like I didn't want to go to a place with a thousand beds I was like I think that's too much for me like I wanted to you know go to like a more moderate sized hospital but still like seeing a lot of acuity and you kind of have to think about location it was important to me as well 
Um, and then number of residents is something also that I kind of considered. So do you think more residents is better? I guess I like most of the places I applied to had like at least three or more just because like when there's more residents, there's a lot more, there's a lot of activities of like case presentations, things to, you know, go to, to learn from. And then like, let's say you got went to a, a place with just one other resident. And what if you hated them? That would be like a miserable year, but there's always <laughs> that chance that you're just yes, like not going to get along, are, but correct. Or, like, if you were alone, I don't think that would be well for me. I'm, oh, man. No, that seems terrible. But, um. Thousand percent. Being a solo <laughs> resident, that would be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of programs like that, but there are out there. There so. is, yeah. So I think that's important. But, if like, if you want to be in this, uh, you know, learning environment and have, like, people to lean on, having one other resident is was, like, the, I needed at least one other person. So, but happy where I ended up. But that's good. Do you guys have any? Do you have something else to add? So I think there's like, like disadvantage and advantage of having like two residents. Like I think one disadvantage is we cannot switch staffing weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of rough, but it's fine. But like we bond along very well, so I really appreciate that I have staff with me. Um, but I think like for big program that I have more res resident, it had like they have more drama too. So. <laughs> Yeah, it also depends. That's true. Yeah, I guess think of, just think of it in terms of family size. Like, mm -hmm. if you have one other sibling, you will likely be closer with that sibling. Whereas if you hopefully. have... Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if you have five other siblings, it may not be as close, right? But at the same time, you're right. Um, more residents could mean more activities in general um my my opinion is i don't i feel like with more residents the preceptors may be may feel burnt out more you know so if you just happen to be that fifth resident that they have for the year they may be a little burnt out by the time they get to you so the quality may varies because of the sheer number of the residents or the number of times that they have to repeat the same thing um, so that's just my opinion. Um, so when I was looking for a program, I, w I was looking for like two to three. That was a good size. Um, anyone with like five or six, I was like, yeah, you know, on the fence. Absolutely not for a one lone resident. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I was in a, I was kind of more looking at like the three, four range because I thought it'd be nice just to have like more people. That's also the same fear of like, what if I don't like my co-resident? It's only two. <laughs> so it's like me and another person. It's like, that could be an abysmal journey. But You, you came from a four. Four program with four residents, right? Yeah. Do, do you feel like you were able to get to know the other residents really well? Yeah, we're super close. We still chat on a regular basis in our group chat. Um, yeah, we're super close. Um, I mean, it, it worked out nicely. I don't know if that's always the case for every residency class, um, but... Yeah, no, it, it worked out great for our class. Yeah. I would not have any other way. <laughs> yeah. I, st I still hang out with my co-residents. We, we hang out here and there. Um, we used to do it, like, a few times a year. Um, but because of COVID and we moved recently, so we limited to, like, once or two times a year. But, but yeah, you, you'll be lifelong friends after this. Yeah. 
All right, I guess shifting it into a little bit more practical things about residency or like the residency search. How was the virtual experience for you guys? I feel like, and especially since ASHP announced like back in September that they're going to do it again for mid-year virtually. So how was the virtual experience for you, Stefanon? The, the virtual experience was something that I was a little like nervous about and hesitant because all the advice that I got as a student was like, go off the vibes. What are the vibes of that program? Mm. And it's hard. Like, how do you catch vibes on Zoom? I don't know. Um, but... I think the hardest part was just like visualizing like the, the hospital and the pharmacy, like some programs would like they did videos, which was helpful. And, um, but I do think like in reflection now that I am where I am and like, I, that was the only, my ranking was based off vibes that I literally would, after each interview, I would do like this pros cons list and like kind of do a stream of consciousness of how I was feeling. And then if I just got terrible feelings, I was like, okay, not ranking them. Um, but now that I'm here. I do feel like, it was portrayed through Zoom, like, surprisingly. You could just tell, like, if people were, you know, looking at the camera or if they were engaged in conversation. Like, some other, some of the other interviews I felt like it was very rehearsed. And, well, like, some of the residents, like, weren't even looking at the camera and just, like, looked miserable on the Zoom. And it's, like, <laughs> could very, very much tell. So I don't think it's it was, like, like, terrible. Crystal, crystal ball for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking it, at them. It wasn't, like... I don't think virtual is ideal, but, you know, that's the circumstances. And I do think it's still, I think the message was sent in my experience. What were some words or description, descriptions that you used for, to describe the programs after you ended the interview? I'm just curious. Oh, gosh, I don't know if I remember. I just remember the one, like, I remember the bad ones, like, the the one lady, the RPD, just, like, seemed to really scattered like she didn't seem <laughs> like i don't know or like disorganized or she they said something about it being like the last interview day and they were like super excited about it and it's like okay well i guess i'll just waste my time here <laughs> i don't know um but i guess i really just like if the the people you were interviewing with like asked about you like how how are how you doing today like they didn't stick to, it was more of a conversation than just like being interrogated it's kind of how i felt so for me, I don't really like the virtual showcase, but what can we do about that? Uh, so I just like try to ask as many questions as I could to get to know more about the program and like interact more with the residents, like just as Steph mentioned, see how they look, the way they act over Zoom to see if they're miserable or they actually enjoy the program. So like basically the same tactics you use for in-person, it's just trying to read people yeah. virtually is a little bit harder than in person essentially right is what i'm gathering so i guess let me let me f flip the question and ask you Jobin. i guess and i i can answer too so how was the virtual experience for you as someone who's doing the interview oh man it's rough <laughs> <laughs> if i'm being honest like i'm such a in person like i just like meeting people in person uh, face to face so I mean, it was kind of hard because I think like, especially as like the interviewer, it's hard to tell when you do because we don't know who you are. We just see you for the first time that day and you're with us for like what, like on the screen for like three, four hours or something like that. I don't even remember how long hours were like about here that. about that. Yeah, like about three, four. So like I can't tell if you're like 
fully real, if you're faking it to some degree. I mean, you can tell when people are really faking it. Like, it's just too obvious because, like, their answers and their facial response didn't, like, match up. Um, but it's like you had to try and, like, focus a lot harder. And I feel like if you were just in person, you can tell from so many other things like body language and just, like, their general vibe and their feel. Um, so it's hard. I... Yeah. 100% agree. Uh, it was, I remember going through it and going through all the people that we were interviewing and I, I just felt like I didn't really get to know them. Or I, I'm a face-to-face kind of guy too. Like when I hang out with people, I like to have a face-to-face conversation. I, I'm terrible when I'm on FaceTime, even with my wife. Like I'm, I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would we would, like I would just sit there and stare at her. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when she's away and like I'm I'm really bad with just carrying a conversation through the computer. Uh, I'm usually better in person, but but yeah, like I felt like I didn't really get to know the people I was interviewing and then I I really want to make sure they see my personality and they hopefully it it it, it vibes through the through the call you know um but yeah you can definitely tell when someone's faking it uh so you know when when you if you are rehearsing it's not it's not a bad thing just don't be a robot and reading off your own script that you write is really obvious (laughs) yeah you may think you're good but it's really obvious yeah 100 percent. like you can yeah the people that were like bad interviews you could tell they like either were scripted or they were like completely unprepared the goal is to be somewhere in between because the people that are scripted you're just like oh my gosh this person's stiff as a board and the person that's unprepared is just like scatterbrained everywhere it's like how am i doing uh why do you want to do residency uh just have some general idea and i say to everyone that interviews just be yourself like, I know it's such a cheesy, cliche thing, but really, just be yourself. The goal is to have a conversation, like you said, Steph. Like, that's what we want, and that's what you guys should want, too, from any RPD, like, residency interviews. Like, just to have a conversation with the site to see, oh, is this an actual fit for me? That happened to me on one of my very, like, early interviews. I was, like, very scripted, and the one guy I was, like, talking to, he, like, lived in the same town as me, and he was, like what do you think about this place? And I like couldn't even talk about my hometown because I was like, oh my God, it's not on my script. And I like freaked out. And exactly. I, I was like, man, why did I do that? <laughs> so finding that balance is hard. And mm-hmm. I remember like as a student, I went through like a mock interview with school and they gave you all these tips. Like look at this, the camera instead of the screen and make sure you're sitting up straight and make sure you're like looking engaged and don't just look. So many things extra to think about when you're on camera than just yeah. in person. And I don't know. Just it was like a lot of pressure. Um, I was probably one of the guys that would do that to the people that were super scripted. I would throw them a, a random question see, just to see how they answer. And I did catch a couple of people were like, you know, if you ask them, oh, why did you want to do a residency with us? They'll give you a really nice, elegant answer. Right. But if I throw in one of those questions where it's kind of off script, they'll give me like one word answer. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> understood. Or a very long, awkward pause. Yeah. While they formulate a new, eloquent answer for something. Yeah. So definitely just be yourself, um, but also watch your body language, like what Steph was saying. 
uh, we we did catch some people that were doing like really un- not not unprofessional, but like the body language definitely tell they weren't interested <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. uh, and we were like, yeah, that person was not interested in us at all, based on what they were doing, not what they were saying, but just how they said it. It was very clear that they were not interested at all. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking back to it, I'm just like, oh man, so true. you you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I remember now. I'm just drawing back to my memories, and I was like, oh yeah, yep. that, was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, straight to the do not rank list. Um, oh it wasn't you two, so. So <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of these interviews. <laughs> well, now that you're you're the, you're the residents, you will part- partake in the recruitment process, and you you will spend time with the students that are interviewing so you know hopefully you'll get to experience what we're talking about not hopefully i don't i don't (laughs) yeah no i mean i think having like interviewing experience is actually very beneficial like during my residency year like i was involved in like a pharmacy manager interview like a pharmacist interview residency like the pre-screening port like the screening of application portion and then obviously like residency day interviews so Cause like, they never teach you how to interview people. Like, I mean, trust me. My goal is never to be admin or anything like that. But like, you never learn how to do these things. So it's good to get the experience when you're a resident too. So you guys will be well trained. So how was the application process for you guys? Like, what was the most difficult thing about the application process? The most difficult thing for me is writing my letter of intent. Because, like, first, I wrote it, like, just like a cookie cutter. And I sent it to a, my alumni, and he told me that it's not your, it's not, it's not you, it's not the person that I knew for a long time. So I, I found it very hard for me, and then I just tell it to my story, tell my story. Um, so, yeah, I found it's the letter of intent. I would agree. I think the letter of intent is, like, it's a selling point. It's got to be, like perfect and you have to write them over and over again for all different places um but i didn't think i i thought like you know use forecasts for the application process and i'd heard that that was like really hard to navigate and didn't make a lot of sense i didn't really find that i thought it was like pretty straightforward and um i guess just making sure you have everything ready to go like updating your cv like after each rotation staying on top of that and kind of was you just have to be on top of it and be mindful of the deadlines because all the different programs have different deadlines and I had like a spreadsheet of all the programs like stay organized and following up with those letter of recs in case because preceptors are super busy and they're just like on the bottom of the list for them sometimes (laughs) making sure that those are in too I was really expecting you to say like the curriculum vitae was going to be the most difficult part because all the formattings and all the little things that go in it, but the letter of intent, interesting. What do you think was the hardest part when you were applying for residency, Jobin? I mean, I feel like, actually, now that I think about it, like, letter of intent might have been the hardest thing, actually. Because, <laughs> like, CV, yeah, it's all formatting things, but that's just, like, it's just formatting headaches, if anything. Um, yeah, like, it went through multiple revisions of just, like, do I need to mention this? Do I not mention this? But then now that I look back at it, letter of intent had some degree of challenge because, yeah, you kind of have to brag about yourself in a humble way. A humble brag. (laughs) Yeah, humble brag. 
And then you have to say, like, why you really want to be at this program. And honestly, like, I feel like, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but the way I feel like when I'm at, like, when I'm like, oh, the reason why I want to do residency as, like, a student versus, like, once I am a resident and even post-resident, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I would have answered it so much differently, that question. Like, because I feel like you have to say this, like, very perfect answer or this, like, very, like, textbook answer. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, the reason why I want to do residency is actually because, like, whatever it might be. And I feel like you only, I only learned the real reason why once I became a resident and even after I finished a resident. And, like, now when I tell students, like, this is the reason why you should do residency. <laughs> yeah, I think the the most popular answer that I see is because I want to do a PGY2 in X, exactly. Y, and Z. Like, literally everyone writes that. Yeah. Really? Oh, yes. that was, PGY2 was not even on my radar as a student. <laughs> yeah, but you were, you were realistic about it. And, yeah. You know, and I, I appreciate that more than anything um like actually i do remember that from your interview you said you don't know why you don't you're not sure if you want to do a pgy2 and i was like holy crap this person's actually normal <laughs> i feel like pgy2 is like this next push like there was a push for pgy1 and i was pushed for pgy2 but you you know i've talked about it like you have to move you have to move like wherever there's a job and yeah. they're first limited yes and mm -hmm. i don't know like yeah and it's yeah and it's not to say like if you saying you want to do a PGY2 right off the bat is a bad thing. It's just like, I'm just like, I feel like it's such a common answer. And I'm like, do you really even know what that entails doing a PGY2? And like, obviously you knew what it meant and entailed and you're just realistic about it, which I think like was something that I was like, wow, this person's actually normal and thinks about real life things. Not, oh yeah, gun ho, let me do this for the rest of my life and just set my path. Yeah, I think it, it, it comes back to just being yourself, being realistic, being yourself, show the people your true personality, your true self. So that's how you know if you're a match with that program or not. Being an actual human. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very key, not a robot. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's put PGY2 in X, Y, and Z, and then, you know, within the first month of starting, they, they, they said, no, I don't want to do PGY2 anymore. It's and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not alone. And you're not alone. I guarantee. Like, I, I was in the same boat, too. Like, I initially said, like, oh, I want to do a PGY2 in infectious disease. And look at here I am. I'm in emergency medicine where infectious disease doesn't even exist. <laughs> how how many antibiotics do you even use in the emergency? A lot. Like, four antibiotics in my life no not, not that many whoa on please you, you haven't done my rotation yet there's only like four antibiotics you need in your life it's vanco flagell cefepime or ceftaz based on your institution and zosin you treat everything with those four drugs boom <laughs> <laughs> but wow. uh no i mean i think you just upset all the id people um that are listening to this exactly this is why i didn't do a pgy2 in infectious disease but like i remember i was in the same boat of like oh yeah i wanted to do pgy2 in infectious disease and then literally like four months into residency i was like i don't want to do this and it's something you only realize like for me i only realized like once i was in the grind of doing a residency and i was like that's not the reason why i should have done residency <laughs> but you learn a lot as you do your residency too yeah, not not to crap on PGY two. Like PGY two people, they're incredibly smart. You know, whoever have done a PGY two, they're incredibly smart. I gotta, you know, there's so so much respect and admiration for them. But my thing is, if you want to do a PGY two in something, 
make sure you're passionate about it. Like there has you have there has to be a drive. You know, there there's some motivation, some passion behind that feel for you. Because once you do that, once you complete your PGY2, that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Yeah. You don't want to just pick something that you end up hating five years from now and then just spending the next 30 years of your working life hating the job. You don't want to do that. Yeah. So that's, that's my only thing. Like, If you're going to do a PGY2, be realistic. What are you really passionate about? Then pick that. And then if you're truly passionate about that, other people will see it. They will see that you, you're, you're genuinely passionate about this subject and they will like you for it. I agree, Dwee. Yeah. So now that you guys are residents, what was the transition like going from student to resident? Rough. Agree. <laughs> 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 Um, I thought I was rough. I don't know why. I guess I thought I would be more prepared, but like, there's nothing that prepares you for it. Um, it was really just an adjustment. Like, I really like my sleep. Like, I get like eight to ten hours, and now I gotta wake up at like four thirty-five a.m. and that's just doesn't work out for me. <laughs> um, I guess like for me, I I really liked school, and like as as a student, you're just there to like you just have to memorize and put it on the test and then the information is out of your brain but here you cannot do that um so it was it was an adjustment but i i I mean it's gotten better in the last few months but the first like month to two months was kind of rough because i felt like i knew nothing and i don't know it's hard to explain i don't know maybe on can elaborate but (laughs) so for me i feel like I have to have other people remind me that now I'm a pharmacist, not a student anymore. Because yeah. I keep like asking questions and like, oh no, I'm a pharmacist. I can actually like just look up and have a discussion rather than like just come to the preceptor for answer. And yeah, just like adjusting, know how to verify orders. So now I'm a pharmacist. So what, what helped during the transition process? Or what is helping still? Or, yeah, what is helping? You're only uh, three months into this. <laughs> uh, I think I've struggled also with, like, I still view myself as a student, even though I'm licensed and a pharmacist, but I, I don't feel that for myself. Um, Alexia, my new BFF. <laughs> it's still um, my BFF. Just, like, everybody, like, asking questions. I used to ask questions at work, and everybody's very helpful, but everybody's like, just look it up. It's fine. Just look it up. Look it up till you remember it, and that's totally okay. Yeah, look up and... I don't know, like telling yourself every day that you're a pharmacist, you know it. Don't don't be like you don't know anything because you know your stuff. It's just like have time to like come back to your memory. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Like as a student, you learn everything very compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. But then you get and like as personally as an intern, I never really paid attention to what I was doing at work. But now I'm putting those connections like oh that's why we would fill that three times instead of four like <laughs> things like that um but then when you're seeing it or you're like making a recommendation you'll remember to check that the next time and it just kind of sticks better when you're doing you know do you remember what was the transition process for you like Jobin? or uh, um is it fading away fading away all I see is darkness. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it was it was weird at first, like, because you're going from, like, a student to, like, a pharmacy resident. And, like, just the 
thought like, oh yeah, I'm a resident, whatever. Like I should have a preceptor that helps you out. But then, especially as like month by month goes on in the residency, there's more and more independence. And like, especially in the beginning, you're just like, even in the beginning, even like when you're still, you're still kind of independent in certain aspects. I felt like it was just weird. Like, whoa, they're going to ask me like what they want to do. Like in September, I remember I was in ICU already. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm telling these ICU people, like, hey, can we uh, change the antibiotics to this? Or like, hey, uh, can we re readjust this? And like, they just like listen. And I'm like, oh gosh, I hope I didn't kill them. <laughs> I mean, obviously I went over with like the preceptor and everything like that, but it's just like such a weird transition to go from like a student to like a resident that actually has a pharmacy license and is able to practice medicine and well practice medicine as a pharmacist dispensing dealing <laughs> wielding and dealing <laughs> um yeah no I, I think it was just like just the it was just really just like the mental aspect of it i think that was like challenging and then yeah there's so much stuff you have to do like i thought student even the fact that, like during appy year you worked especially if you worked a hospital job or you had a job like you would do your five days or your appies and then you worked every other weekend. You're like, oh, I'm already used to this 12 on two off life. Like I've done this before. Nope. Completely different beast. Ridiculous amount of hours for residency. The weekends aren't even that pleasurable <laughs> when you're staffing sometimes. So you're just like, oh my gosh, this 12 on two off is a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Get wrecked. Man, yeah. like both of our, our, our residents are like nodding their head vigorously as you were saying <laughs> those stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that uh, 12 on 2 off life was easy as a student. Nope. No. Nope. Way harder as a resident. As a student, like, you're just going through the motions. Yeah, you're like, just here. You have to really think. And it's a lot use of your brain. And you, I don't have that much energy. Yeah, see, the problem is with a resident, you got to use your mental capacity on top of already the physical exhaustion. Like, as a student, it's more or less just, like, physical exhaustion of walking around with some limited mental effort. I hope the 12 on 2 off gets easier. Is it doesn't not. You just... Um, I don't think it gets easier, but you get tougher. <laughs> yeah. So you just get used to it. You just get those, used to it. Those yeah. four days a month, I really cherish. <laughs> How about you, Dewey? I can't. I I do remember it was pretty rough. Um, uh, but I remember my first order that I ever hit verify on. <laughs> it was it was a protonics order, um, PO. It took me like twenty minutes to verify it. And I remember my preceptor was just standing next to me, and she just kept saying, "You can hit verify any time now." <laughs> I think we looked up enough things. <laughs> like I was checking all kind of things. I was checking the dose, route, frequency, like you should. But I was also looking like, "Oh my gosh, is this person gonna die if I give this one dose of protonics?" You know, like all the adverse effects, any any crazy contraindication that I can find. I was basically trying trying to find a reason not to give protonics um which i think was kind of was definitely the wrong mentality um at that time now you just click through it you don't yeah. even you don't <laughs> even read anything you just like click 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 oh protonics have you found a reason yet no <laughs> <laughs> nope you just click and then by the end of residency you're just like verifying orders in your sleep you're just like boom 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 you figured out all the quick computer like alt tabs and did you guys start dreaming about pharmacy yet yeah. Like oh, I wake up every morning ago. thinking about a patient. Every morning. Today, I think it was uh, 
I don't remember. Somebody's antibiotics. But <laughs> I try to buy a Bixaban. No oh boy. Yeah. Um, I guess any any last pearls or uh, tips that you have for the future students or future residents or future mean? residents. Yes. Thank you. Uh, start your applications early. Have people look at your letter of intent. Uh, yeah. Start it early. Prepare all of the requirements and go to showcase to get to know to the program that you want to apply to. I would echo that. Go to the showcases, put your face out there. And then just in the last few months of Abby's, just try to learn as much as you can on those. Um, and try to, like, I don't know, just p- be prepared for what's coming. <laughs> Enjoy the time you have as a student before you become a working adult. <laughs> I was going to say that. It's also true. Yeah, I think that's, like, the one big tip. Um, yeah, and really, just be yourself during showcases, interviews. We, as, like, a residency program, want to know that you are another human being, <laughs> that you're not just a robot. <laughs> we don't care what you want to do. We're just like, is this person going to make a f- be a good fit here? That's what we want to know. That's basically what it boils down to. Like, will I be able to work with these people for the next year? Yeah. And then same thing with, from, from us as a program looking at candidates Will, will I want to work with this person in the next year? Like, are, they, are we going to fight? Or are we going to, like, you know, actually get along? Things like that. So yeah. just be yourself. Show your personalities. It's a match, right? It's not, it's not a, I guess, it's not, what's an opposite of a match? I don't know. A draft. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> True. Yeah. So it's a matching process. So just keep that in mind when you're doing your search. And uh, and yeah, just enjoy the time you have left as a student. Don't forget, like this, this is it. Once you're done being a a student, you know, life just it sounds depressing, but uh, it gets a lot more monotonous, right? You just wake yeah. up, work, home. So enjoy your time as a student. Won't it won't last forever, um, but then you'll find new, maybe more exciting things mm-hmm. once you enter the workforce. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Well, thanks for listening as always, guys. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening as always. So signing out. And thank you, Steph and Nan, for joining us in this episode. Your inputs are truly appreciated. Thanks for having us.